Welcome and thanks for joining us for this week's encouraging and faith-building message from C3 Topol. For more information about C3 Topol, visit our website c3churchtopol.org.nz. Now for this week's message. But I've got a short message for you tonight, the cross, the criminal and the Christ on this Good Friday. And I'm just going to share out of the book of Luke. It's one of my favorite gospels. I particularly enjoy the mind of Luke and the, the way he constructed his gospel. And this passage that I'm going to share from is, will not be a new passage to you. But my heart is that as we preach it and as we read it and as we let God take us on a journey tonight that you may see something new maybe through an old book. And I'm going to start reading. I'm just going to read a little bit, and then we're going to, we're going to look at the criminal, the cross, and the Christ. It says this in Luke 23, 32, Two other men, both criminals, were also led out with him, that is him being Jesus, to be executed. They came to the place called the skull. They crucified him there. This is what was happening on Good Friday. Doesn't sound so good. They crucified him there along with the criminals, one on his right and the other on his left. Jesus said, forgive them for what they do not know what they do, and they divided his clothes by casting lots. People stood watching. It was a public spectacle. The rulers even snared at him, and they said, he has saved others. Let him save himself. If he is truly God's Messiah, the chosen one, the soldiers came up and mocked him. If you are the king of the Jews, save yourself. There was a notice written above him on which read, This is Jesus, the king of the Jews. One of the criminals who hung there, either to his left or to his right, it does not say, hurled insults upon Jesus. Aren't you the Messiah? Save yourself and save us. But the other criminal rebuked him and he said, Do you not fear God? Since you are under the same sentence, we are punished justly for what we are getting. We are getting what our deeds deserve. But this man has done nothing wrong. Then he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Jesus answered him, truly I tell you, today you will be with me in paradise. Jesus let out as a common criminal hung in the center of these two others, being in the center as to be the chief of the wrongdoers, to be put front and center of the mischiefs, of the criminals, of the wretched souls that had committed crimes, that their justice was to be crucified. So they bring out Jesus along with these other two criminals who were already on death row. They were already walking the green mile. 
For their sins had found them out and they find themselves being judged. And their judgment is death. Jesus, having done no wrong, falsely accused, sent out from his people, sent out from those who should be believing in him. Instead, they are betraying him. And they send their Jesus, their Savior, and their Messiah to be crucified amidst, in between these two criminals. As to say, you are the chief of all wrongdoers. Harry is hanging. Both of the criminals in agreement with one another that they should be there, that they have getting the punishment that they deserve. So one of these criminals, he begins to hurl insults at Jesus. I think Luke has just picked up on one of the insults. If you are the Messiah... Get off that cross, save yourself and save us. But it would, the text would indicate it was a, an insult upon insult. He challenged them to save himself from the cross when Jesus Christ in the very moment was saving others by that very cross. But the other criminal rebuked him. Do you not fear God, he said, since you are under the same sentence? We are punished justly, for we are getting what our deeds deserve, but this man has done no wrong. There's always two camps with suffering. Those whose hearts are hardened and whose eyes are closed by the suffering, and those whom through the very same suffering, through whom the very same sentence, their hearts are made soft and their eyes are opened to see that which is around them. These two men hung together either side of Jesus Christ, the Messiah, the Savior of the world, one to Christ's left, one to Christ's right, both being found guilty of the same crime and both bearing the, the judgment of what that crime held, which was be, to be crucified. The same punishment for the same crime. One of them uses his last breath to curse his Savior. The other uses his breath to call upon his Savior. We, every one of us gathered here, every one of us in Topo, in Aotearoa, in fact, every human being on the face of the earth, we're all gathered together and we're all guilty of the same crime. For Romans tells us all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. It does not list off which ones we have and have not done. It just simply says every one of us. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Jesus Christ our Lord. And here Jesus Christ is hanging 
central to one criminal and to another criminal, both guilty of the same crime, both entitled to the same death, to the same punishment for their crime, but one turning his back to away from Christ and the other on this side turning his face towards the Saviour that hangs alongside of him, sharing in his suffering, sharing in his shame, sharing in his heartbreak, sharing in his torment, sharing in it, even though he was not guilty, even though he was innocent, he is still sharing in that which the sinner bears in his own body. Christ took that same punishment at Easter upon himself. And he says to them without saying it, I will not leave you hanging alone. I will not leave you. I will not forsake you. I, in fact, I will join you in your sufferings. And one criminal through his sufferings, his heart is hardened. His eyes are shut. He says, if you, why don't you, If you are this God, save yourself, save us. He insults him. On the other side, the same criminal, the same kind of guy, his heart is softened, his eyes are open, and he sees that this is Jesus Christ, the Savior of the earth. And he turns to Jesus, and he says this, Jesus, remember me. The call does not need to be well rehearsed. It does not need to be well thought through. It simply needs to be a cry of the human heart. A cry that says, Jesus, remember me. Jesus, see me. Jesus, I am here and I see you. Jesus, would you see me? Even in my wretchedness, even in my mess, that Jesus, you would see me. God can interpret the heart when words are few, but feelings are many. God can hear the words that are behind the words. When he said, Jesus, remember me, he was saying, you are the Messiah. I see it. I didn't before, but I do now. I didn't understand then, but I see that you are the Savior of humanity. This criminal, he was hanging on a cross, as was Jesus, and as was the other criminal. Nails fastening him there. Through his wrists, through his feet, placed in such a way that one was unable to support his own weight. Every breath would have brought about pain. Just to breathe, you would have had to have mentally mustered energy to draw breath. Every breath would have been a battle. Every breath would have been a suffering. Every breath would have been a reminder of the punishment that you had been given. And it's when words are hardest to spend, they have their greatest value. This man, purchasing every breath with pain and torment, decides to spend them on cursing Jesus. I don't believe in you. You aren't real. There is no God. You aren't the Messiah. The same 
man on this side, using the pain, using the breath, using the energy, using the final breaths of his life to draw it in and say, Jesus, remember me. Jesus, I believe in you. When every word must be weighed before it is spoken, one criminal is spending foolishly while the other is spending wisely. In the moment when life is fading, he turns to Christ and says, Lord, remember me when you come into your kingdom. It's amazing the spiritual clarity comes when one owns wretchedness is realized. The other criminal hurled insults at Jesus. The people, crowds of people stood watching, doubting Jesus. The rulers stood, they sneered at Jesus. The soldiers, they mocked Jesus. The disciples had already deserted Jesus. But this one criminal hanging with the despised, who everyone else would have considered to be the lesser person than themselves, worthy to be damned and punished, this criminal is the wisest of all. For in this moment, He looks and he sees Jesus, a Lord with the kingdom. This criminal, when just ready to fall into the hands of Satan, was snatched out of the fiery coals as a a brand and made a monument of divine mercy and grace. And Satan was left to roar as a lion robbed of his prey. Some of you have questions. Why did I have to go through this? Why did my life end up like this? Why, did, why, have to, why do I have this history before I found my salvation in Jesus? It's the same for as that criminal, so that your life may be drawn out of the fiery trials and become a brand for the kingdom of Jesus Christ for the rest of your days here on earth. That you would boldly proclaim that I was a sinner in need of salvation. I was falling and Jesus caught me. I was drowning and Jesus reached for me. I was wandering through darkness and the light of the world came and found me. I called on the name of the Lord and I was saved. And you too, tonight in this service, in this meeting, on this Good Friday, you too also can call on the name of the Lord. And be saved. And while there is life, there is hope. And while there is hope, there is room for prayer. This may be the shortest prayer ever recorded. Remember me. But it was a prayer that Jesus Christ could hear. A man struggling to draw the very breath into his lungs to keep himself alive, remember me, remember me. When the pain was almost too much to bear, he could utter, remember me, remember me. I don't want to go out this way, remember me. I don't want it to go on like this, remember me. I need something to change in my life. I've tried all the ways myself, remember me. And you know what? Jesus answered him. 
no prayer prayed to the living God ever falls on deaf ears. It was a simple prayer with a simple answer. And in the Mark Percy shortened translation of the Bible, Jesus says, Amen. I agree. Truly I tell you, today you will be with me in paradise. Today, today, not tomorrow. Not in a week's time, not when you tidy up your act, not when you get yourself off the cross and pretty yourself up and dress yourself up and get your, no, no. He says, today, you've called on the name of the Lord, today, salvation is yours. Today, salvation comes to your life, to your heart, for whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Not when they fix it up or dress it up or tidy it up or cover it up, but right now. In this meeting, in this place, one criminal, one sinner was blinded. Another had his eyes open and beheld Jesus Christ, the Savior. Thank you for joining us for this week's podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. Have a blessed week.